Welcome to the Nittany and Badger Big Ten Football Podcast. In today's episode, it was spooky season in Happy Valley as the Nittany Lions got a scare from the Hoosiers. We'll also recap all the games from around the conference and try to make sense of the muddled Big Ten West. Let's roll. Welcome to the Indian Badger, a Big Ten football podcast. I'm your host, Shane Lennon. Joined as always by my co-host, Corey Heineman. How are you doing tonight, Corey? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? The news that broke today in, in the Big Ten the, in Iowa? <laughs> um, I guess we could start there. Yeah, let's start there because we've, we've trashed Brian Ferentz enough. So I think we should <laughs> we should start uh, if you haven't heard the news by now, uh, it came out this afternoon uh, with a press release from the interim AD of Iowa that Brian Ferentz will no longer be employed uh, after the 2023 season at University of Iowa. Uh, he will finish out the season and the bowl game, and that will be it. Um, so I don't, I mean, technically the AD is the his boss because of nepotism laws, but come on, yeah. let's, let's be real here. Who yeah. runs the show in Iowa? Um, I don't know. It came as a kind of a surprise. I mean, he should have been gone a while back for our offensive coordinator, but I, I just didn't think that it would actually happen. Yeah, neither did I. I'm just wondering where he goes from here. Like, well, I mean, resume, he his resume of what's been on the field has been horrible. For offensive coordinator, yes, but yeah. as an but as an O line coach as he was before he was promoted, he wasn't you know he had pretty decent O lines at, at yeah. Iowa beforehand. So I could see him going somewhere and being an O line coach again. Yeah. Offensive coordinator. I'm guessing his dad is probably holding his hand a little bit on that O line thing, but yeah. Yeah, uh, was Kirk uh, was he the O line was he an O line position coach beforehand? Uh, I'm not sure, but been so long. He's been in Iowa as the head coach yeah. for so long. I don't remember what his position coaches, uh, positions he coached beforehand. Yeah, he was a he came to Iowa as offensive line coach from '81 to '89. Uh, yeah, okay, and then he was the head coach at Maine for a few seasons. Yeah, Th- then he was in the NFL for a bit as an O line coach with Cleveland Browns. Oh, he was there the last year. With the Browns before they left to Baltimore, and then he came. He went to Baltimore for a few seasons, following them there, and then got the head coaching job at Iowa. And has been there since '99. Okay, so he coached under in Cleveland. He coached under uh, Belichick then. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he did. Anyhow, yeah, it, it was a long time coming for for Brian. It, it just. Yeah. Could not, could not work out for him there. It was. What uh, if he gets to that uh twenty-five point threshold? What if they just blow out these last few games? I hope he goes no out way. just like <laughs> calling just crazy plays, 
all the rest of the season. <laughs> there's, is... there's no way he gets the 25 points a game. He's yeah. so far behind. <laughs> uh, I should have did the math to see what he would have to do. But uh, I think he, I mean, it's... I think right now he's like 20, 21. Yeah, 20 you probably 21. need to get in the 40s for like the last four games or so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could go. They could go air raid or something with you know the one receiver that gets the ball all game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Ference is out. I don't know who Iowa would turn to next, but you gotta wonder if they have a total change in offensive philosophy. Or, I mean, there's even been rumor I've seen on Twitter like some people are wondering if Kirk would step down after this and. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. But it just seems like weird timing to even tell Ryan this ahead of time, you know? Like, at least let him get through the last four regular season games, and then you could tell him. But it just seems like a weird time. Yeah, that, that's true. They could have, like, made you wouldn't think it would sit well with Kirk. Just, if, it yeah. wasn't, if he wasn't heavily involved in it, you wouldn't think it would sit well with him. So, yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, Maybe... The, He's got his daughter lined up to take over. <laughs> You've talked about that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting times. Uh, yeah. In Iowa. I, I mean, I, we all knew he was bad. We talked about it every week. It's just yeah. like you said, though, we didn't think that they're going to actually do anything about it. No. And there was this talk. Not too long ago, about how they were going to go eleven and one, and I mean that obviously didn't come to fruition. But I guess the Minnesota loss really set them yeah, back. Apparently. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Well, they're not the only ones that had an interesting bye week. Then um, we'll get to the other news here. We it was just starting to break last week when we when we talked last. Um, and uh, Michigan, with the sign-stealing uh, that's been going on uh, for the last few seasons, supposedly. I mean, everything right now is one-sided. Like, Michigan can't comment. They haven't mm-hmm. even been served up an NCAA, uh, you know, allegations list or anything like that. Um, so, I don't know. But it, it seems every day there's something new that trickles out that's yeah. – you know, more damning than it was previously. Um, that there was this, uh, what's that guy's name? Connor Stallions, I think. Yeah, Stallions. And he was on the staff um, only in the last year or so, but it sounds like he was an unpaid staffer when it first started, and he was purchasing tickets to games around the Big Ten and other potential college football playoff opponents the last uh, couple seasons. Um and he was just going around and, and, and recording uh, other games, and which is a NCAA against the bylaws of the NCAA. Can't can't do that. Yeah, I um, think he even had like a network of uh, other people. Yeah, coaches, it wasn't just him. Yeah, other people that were doing it too. Mm-hmm. I, I saw one hilarious comment where the, uh, the guy, I think he was the one who got paid to go to the Penn State UMass game. Yeah, the weather was kind of crappy. Yeah, he he said he, he stayed till halftime. Time. Yeah, yeah he, said he wasn't getting paid enough for that. Yeah, he, he was paid a thousand dollars to go to the game. <laughs> he doesn't think it was enough to make it. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. It, that was the, it was really shitty weather that game. And then he was like, and it's Penn State UMass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was funny. $1,000 <laughs> isn't enough to get this guy to sit through the game? Come on. I'll do not. it for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was a D, I think that guy in the comment, he was a D3 coach or former D3 coach. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And player. Uh, but it, I mean, yeah, I, it goes it goes pretty far back. Um, and then there was the report too that TCU got word that they were doing this and they changed up all their signs for the playoff game and kind of gave them. It sounds uh, like it was kind yeah. of a known thing. Like, because yeah. TCU got, they said, Almost every Big Ten team called him and warned him, basically. And, I mean, Franklin kind of knew it was going on a little bit. Yeah, it sounds like it was known, but nobody was, like, going to be the one that whistled, that was the yeah. whistleblower on it. And I don't um, think they knew exactly what was how it was happening, just that it was happening. Yeah, probably they didn't know that it went this far deep. Um, yeah. I mean... If everything that they say is true, this guy left a huge paper trail. (laughs) Talking like Michigan issued credit cards, uh, his own Venmo account, kinds of things. Yeah. Just no, very little attempt to actually like hide it. No. Um, I don't know as far as punishment. I mean, the NCAA a lot of times just seems powerless to do something, but this is pretty, you know, I would think besides other teams that are pissed, I would think like Vegas is pissed at this because they, you know, with all the betting going on, um, something like this that gives you a slight edge in games could be a difference in, in a, in Michigan covering or their opponent covering. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I could see them getting maybe a bowl ban, but it's not going to happen this year. Like, there's been talk like, oh, the Big Ten could step in, or uh, the playoff committee yeah, could gonna, factor it in. Like, step in on the best team in the league. Yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to ruin their best chance of getting a team into the playoff. Yeah. Um, and and the playoff committee is not going to do that. They're going to look at strictly at on the field results so far when they rank them tomorrow night uh, in their first rankings. They're not going to punish them. The only way they would punish if the NCAA fast tracked it and did ban them from being eligible this season. That would be the only way the playoff committee does anything. Um. So, yeah, I could see a bowl ban down the line or some scholarship reductions possibly, um, but I, I don't see it happening this year. And But I do see Harbaugh hightailing it out of there as soon as he can yeah. after this season. But, yeah, there's, there's conflicting reports here with they're saying that Michigan pulled the contract extension offer. Yeah. But Harbaugh's saying it's not true or he's saying it's inaccurate he's not saying it's not true so they they probably did yeah well i don't know if they pulled the i mean yeah there was conflicting reports some people were saying they pulled the offer some said it's on hold i could see them putting it on hold and not announcing it uh, yeah. right away um because of they want to see what the results of this investigation are uh before moving forward um but 
even if Harbaugh had no inkling of it, which no, I don't believe, but he's ultimately the head of the program and he will be held responsible um, mm-hmm. for it. So, yeah, interesting times in Michigan as well as Iowa. Uh, two teams that were on by this week and they were in the headlines more than teams that actually played. Um, so, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it again as more and more information comes out uh, for, well, at least from the Michigan standpoint. Ference, there's nothing else to say about him except we'll see what happens um, if they actually score more points than what he's actually been averaging this season. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Uh, we'll <laughs> no. get into the historic uh, over-under. Yeah, yeah, when we get to the preview. Uh, But yeah, let's recap uh, the games from this week. Uh, Let's start with uh, the Wisconsin game. Uh, Unfortunately, the Buckeyes came out on top 24-10 over your Badgers. Uh, What are your thoughts on the game, Corey? Actually, a somewhat respectable scoreline for the most part. Uh, We actually had a tie. We are tied early in the third quarter, um, 10-10, which would have, if you would have said we could start the game tied in the third quarter, 10-10, it would take that all day. But then we gave up. Basically, the defense needed to make a statement and get a stop there on the Ohio State's next drive when we tied the game up. Yeah. And they just gave up huge chunks of yards and a touchdown. It was horrible. But overall, I mean, the offense – especially without Tanner Mordecai's not very good. Braden Locke was clearly uh, in over his head, but he did was, somewhat respectable. Yeah, I was going to say, before he had to start just passing a lot in the fourth quarter because they were behind, I thought he was doing pretty decent for, you know. Yeah, for the circumstances. Yeah, for, sure. for the circumstances. I thought he was all right in there. Um, And then, yeah, of course, then also Braylon Allen went down too. And, you know, yeah. that was – and he came back – on the field, but I think he was wearing a, a walking boot. So I, I'm not sure. Have you heard anything more about that? No, I haven't heard what actually is going on with that. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's kind of – so the defense, I mean, only gave up 24 points. Pretty respectable. And uh, it's just the way that they let it happen. The secondary played better than expected. I mean, Marvin Harrison still got his 123 yards, two touchdowns, but that was going to happen no matter what. Yeah, he it held pretty much everyone him. else in check. And Ohio State struggled to run the ball all season, and somehow it looked like God's gift to rushing. Well, <laughs> getting, us, but... getting Henderson back definitely was a kick, a shot in the arm for the Buckeyes yeah. there. He, he had he an awesome all over us. Yeah. So, I mean, the defense, they did what they could. They were clearly outmatched, too. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Can't really say a whole lot about it. We, I was expecting us to lose much worse than this. So, this is a little bit of a pleasant surprise, if you can have that, when you still lose by two touchdowns. But there is actually, I mean, had we been at full strength, I mean, maybe there's a slight chance we could have pushed it to uh i don't know if we ever would have won the game but ohio state wasn't totally on top of their a game either no we had them a little bit uncomfortable slightly against the ropes but we just even at 10 10 you just knew there was very few ways that we were going to 
get in the end zone again, you know. Mm-hmm. We did. So overall, I mean, it's fine. We didn't expect to win the game. To have a decent showing's all right. But now these last four games again that are all gonna be winnable, that's where we're really gonna have to step it up. Yep. Yeah, and then I was gonna bring up um yeah, we're gonna we're in for a barn burner down the stretch in the Big Ten West. Yeah. So you have you have four teams that are tied. Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, all tied at three and two. Northwestern is a is a game behind them at two and three. And then you have Purdue and Illinois bringing up the rear at one and four, and they're probably out of it. But I would say, yeah, even Northwestern are still they're still alive in this in this race. It's it's crazy. Every in the last year of the Big Ten West existence, we're gonna get a another crazy finish that will probably come down to that last week of um, after that last Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at our schedule. So, like I said, we have four winnable games. Iowa. I mean, definitely has four winnable games, but not with the Ference news. I just have no clue, like, <laughs> yeah, if that's gonna, you know, rack the boat a little bit or what's happening there. So, we'll have to see how they do. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, In Minnesota, um, I guess I would consider their games a little less winnable because one of them's against Wisconsin and I was considering that winnable for us, but, uh, it is in Minneapolis though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Which we normally, I mean, it doesn't normally matter that much to us there, but I guess they have Ohio state also still in the schedule in Columbus. So yeah. Get another loss for sure. Nebraska has Michigan State, Maryland at Wisconsin, or at Michigan State, Maryland at home, at Wisconsin, Iowa at home to finish the season. Um, so they could, they probably, I mean, the way Maryland's been playing lately, they could rack up a next couple games. I would even say that Maryland game is winnable now. Yeah. Well, um, it, it should be if Maryland lost to Northwestern, they uh, need to be on the lookout to be able to lose to anyone because <laughs> yeah. that's pretty bad. Um, so yeah, it, it's once again, like I said, the West isn't going to be decided till the end. Um, but yeah, you guys definitely need back to the Badgers. They need they need Allen back. Um, but with that it, apparent foot injury or leg injury, not 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 good. Um, yeah, I mean, Jack Snaker is more, almost more of a fullback than a running back. He's not really going to be the answer. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so far, no update on Allen. Yeah, so that that could also affect your your stretch run here. Uh, if you don't have Braylon Allen, it kind of takes away a lot. And, um I mean, I guess they haven't said anything about Mordecai. They haven't said it's season-ending, right? But a broken hand is not yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I think I don't think they've officially like ruled him out, but I'm not sure he's gonna make it back. Yeah. And uh, even if he did try to come back like for the bowl game or something, I don't really see the point in playing him. 
Yeah. Unless you're in the Big Ten championship game and he could somehow make it back for that, but that's only a month away. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that's even in the cards. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I I watched a lot of the game, and I I agree with your assessment. I think they did better – Better than we expected. Um, yeah, I was expecting three or four touchdown loss, and uh, to basically have you know two or three touchdown deficit at halftime. Yeah. So. Yeah, they just couldn't get enough offensively against Ohio State's defense. Um, yeah. Yeah, their defense eventually is just gonna couldn't stop Henderson. You're never gonna stop. Uh, Marvin Harrison. <laughs> Nobody yeah. stops him. And yeah, I mean, we got two picks uh, from McCord and a fumble. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not mid, more than midway through the season. I'm. I'm still not impressed with Kyle McCord. No. I mean, our defense isn't what it has historically been, and he still had some struggles. Yeah, and especially in the first half. Um, but yeah, okay. So we'll move on to the Penn State Indiana game. You want to talk about struggling. Uh, that was a surprising struggle. Somehow the Nittany Lions ended up winning at the end, 33-24. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I watched most of the game. Um, yeah, I would have thought the defense would have uh, yeah, that's, had a better showing. I'm not sure what happened on any so, – Indiana's first two touchdowns in the game were long touchdown passes. Uh, the first was a 90-yard pass. I'm not even sure exactly what happened there. A couple missed tackles were – that was bad. Um, but on the second one, which is a 69-yard touchdown pass, I know exactly what happened. It was a corner blitz, and the safety did not come over on the top. It was a miscommunication, and the guy was wide open for a touchdown it was nobody within 10, 15 yards of them. Um, so it was a total blown coverage on Penn State's part. So that that's correctable in in uh, film study. So yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if this is an anomaly for the defense or the start of something something more. But yeah, maybe a little Ohio State hangover or something. Could be. I mean, Franklin does have a bad track record coming off that first loss. Um, I mean, Indiana had had the chance. You know, they got um, – they were down 24-21. They got Allard to – they got a pick off of him, which that was his first pick. He now owns uh, – I think it was 311 passes to start a career without an interception. He blew out the record. The previous record holder was RG3 in 2008 with like 207. So he just blew that water out, blew that record out of the water. Um, so he got his interception out of the way, and it was a bad pick. He shouldn't have thrown it. He should have just taken the sack. But there was nobody open for for Penn State. That all season, the receivers rarely get separation. Um, but then, so it was inside the territory, inside uh, Penn State territory when Indiana picked it off. They had a chance to go ahead. Um, this is under five minutes to go. They ended up uh, just getting a field goal. They were pretty conservative on their run call, on their um, play calling there. 
uh, Penn State defense held. So now it's tied 24-24. But Allard's next uh, two passes later into their drive, he throws a 57-yard pass to uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith for the game winner. Um, and then on Indiana's next drive, one play, uh, Penn State's defense causes a fumble. The ball is going all over all the over field. The place. <laughs> it goes all over the field and ends up going out in the back of the end zone for a second. It looks like it's going to be an easy <laughs> scoop for six, and then it just keeps going and right yeah, over the back. It was it was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, so it made the score a little bit. But, yeah, they didn't cover. Uh, they got over 30 points again, which they pick up their 30-point streak, uh, which was broken at an Ohio State. Um Alar looked okay at times and not so okay at times. Better than he did at Ohio State. They obviously were a little bit better on um, third downs. Uh, they were instead of one for 16 like they were against the Buckeyes, they were seven for 18 against the Hoosiers. So a little bit better. Still no run game uh, much. I mean, I still think um Katron Allen's the better runner he was 18 carries for 81 yards he just looks like he hits the hole uh better when when running than uh Nick Singleton yeah um so I I would stick with him more often but again I go back to the the receivers just not enough separation Lambert Smith got enough separation on that on that touchdown pass uh from Aller to win the game um but yeah, most of the time yeah, he just, seems to be the only one that can get open. He's the, yeah, he's the only one. The rest of the guys occasionally get tight end open um, on some decent plays, but it's just the offense leaves a lot to be desired, and um, we'll see what happens uh, against Maryland next week. But I, I still don't have a lot of hope when Michigan comes to town in a couple weeks after that. So. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Um... I mean, it does worry me slightly that uh, the defense did kind of let up a lot in the passing game against Indiana. So Maryland has a little better passing game, but I just don't think Maryland's defense is real good. So I wouldn't wouldn't think you guys will stumble there. But yeah, the Michigan game's gonna be iffy. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just I mean, there's explosive plays, and then the offense not. I mean. They took the lead, the 24-14 lead in the second half, but then just couldn't yeah, break. It. Yeah, they they can't they couldn't add to it, and they kept Indiana, you know, kept in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just very surprising result, but yeah, it could be a hangover from from uh, Ohio State. Not sure. Maybe it was good that Alar got that interception out of the way because, like I said, he came back and threw that, you know, the game-winning touchdown pass. So um, maybe that will be the spark that they finally need to get going here. But It is wild. I'm looking at Penn State was a 31-point favorite. Yeah, Yeah. it went by (laughs) nine. So, But, I mean, look look what happened. I think Washington struggled with Arizona. Was it Arizona that they struggled with over the weekend? Or Oregon? No, not Oregon State. I think it was I think it was Arizona that they struggled with, uh, or Stanford. No, it wasn't Arizona. It was Stanford. They had, they struggled against Arizona a couple weeks ago, and then they struggled with uh, Stanford. Um, so, yeah, it it, it happens. Uh, but yeah, got to get the got the W and move on. See what happens in the next down the stretch in November. Um, 
Yeah, briefly go over a couple other games that we already said. Northwestern beat Maryland 33-27. I'm not sure what's going on with the Terps. That's three losses in a row for them. And they, they were coming off a bye week, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Their defense is just kind of atrocious. I mean, Talia still having decent games for the most mm-hmm. part, yardage-wise and touchdown-wise. But, yeah, they can't stop anyone. Yeah, you can't give up. You can't stop Northwestern. You can't stop anyone. Yeah, I mean, also the turnovers too. They did have two two turnovers. Northwestern didn't turn over the ball once, so that mm-hmm. that helped them. But yeah, the game the game flow looks like it was just back and forth, and Northwestern was able to pull away a little bit in the fourth quarter and win it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, <laughs> I mean, good old Northwestern. They're four and four. They're they are kind of between them. Yeah, they should have been my dark horse. <laughs> yeah, between them and Michigan State, you know, the teams that had coaching changes uh, unexpectedly, Northwestern's surprisingly uh, doing better. Um, yeah. So. Which after that. one win last year, uh, I was, did not have high hopes for them, so. Yeah, yeah you got to give them props. Yeah. Um, Minnesota over Michigan State, 27-12. Didn't get to watch uh, any of this game. Didn't look like I missed much. <laughs> uh, Minnesota uh, apparently found another running back from somewhere and uh, yeah. gave him Jordan the ball Newbin. 40 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 204 yards. Ugh. Wow. 40 carries. <laughs> yeah, I just kept on feeding him, but yeah. I mean, you might as well. Um. Yeah, he's a sophomore, soft, sophomore running back. He's the only other game that he played in this year was against Michigan when that game was way out of hand early. Um, so yeah, maybe he'll uh, gotta gotta feed him now. Um, yeah, I mean, part of it's probably Michigan State's defense not very good, and the entire Michigan State team is kind of checked out. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the final Big Ten game of the weekend, Nebraska over Purdue, 31-14. Um, yeah, neither team looks really good. Or neither team, yeah. you know, put up a lot of stats. But Purdue's just much worse than I thought they were going to be this year. Hudson Card, nah, he's not looked good. Yeah. He just keeps – he seems to just be getting worse each week. Yeah, he is. It's and, and but between these two teams, they turned over the ball seven times in this game, um, so you just can't get much of a game flow going when that's happening. Um, but yeah, Huskers are one win away now from uh, bowl eligibility. Um, oh, I see they also had a blocked field goal, so that that helped Nebraska block field goal for return for a touchdown in the, in the yeah, third quarter. Nebraska Nebraska lost four fumbles. <laughs> well, I think that I think a lot of it was uh, the turnover machine, wasn't it? Uh, he only had one. So okay, Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims, yeah, yeah. He only had one fumble. So yeah, he got two carries, zero pass attempts, two carries, one fumble lost. So uh, I don't think we'll be seeing him again. <laughs> yeah, Harburg lost both of. He's but he's the quarter. He is the main quarterback now, and he lost two. Yeah, I mean he's a he's like almost their whole offense. He had the most carries, 
didn't have very many yards, but a lot of carries. And only 11 pass attempts. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> weird. I don't know. There seemed yeah, to be a, yeah, I don't know, running Iowa's playbook, but scoring a few more points. Well, for Nebraska, it's their best record. Uh, looks like it's going to be their best record since 2016. I think they'll get bowl eligibility. So in first year, Matt Rule, I, I don't think their fans are going to complain too much. Uh, it might not look pretty, but they have the uh, FBS streak of uh, losing seasons. So to break it right now would be pretty good for them. All right, uh, the power rankings this week. There's a lot of movement down at the bottom, not so much at the top. I kept the top seven uh, intact. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Rutgers, Minnesota. Um, I thought about moving Rutgers and I, uh, up ahead of Iowa, but they're going to play. So I, I want to kind of keep that until they meet on the field. Yeah, they can figure that out for us. Yeah. Um, Nebraska moves up two spots in number eight. I like kind of made a big adjustment just based on what's going on with the last couple of weeks and everything, but I moved Northwestern all the way up to number nine. Um, I don't know if they're really that good, but a lot of the teams below them right now are really bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, they got four wins, and Maryland's last three in a row, so. Yeah, that's yeah. I've dropped Maryland down to number um, ten, uh, so they dropped two spots. Purdue drops two spots to eleven. Illinois moved down a spot, um, even though they didn't play. But I don't think they're that good at twelve. Um, and then Michigan State moved down a spot to thirteen, and and Indiana's down at fourteen. Although Indiana played better than I than Michigan State did, but still came out with a loss. Um, yeah, you could flip flop either one of them. Doesn't really matter. They both kind of stink, and neither one's going to a bowl game this year. Let's be real. They pl- they play in uh, uh three weeks or something. And they do play. Okay, so that will determine yeah. who gets the coveted thirteenth spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's still that fine line, um, or big bright red line of per se, between the top three, even though Penn State's stock has fallen a little bit, they're still better, I think, than Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah. Um, well, they beat Iowa on the field. Um, but if Wisconsin and Penn State met this year, I, I think Penn State would win. Um, yeah, and the current incarnation of Wisconsin, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Penn State will play Rutgers in, in a couple weeks, so we'll find out there. Um I think Penn State should win that game at home. Uh, but Rutgers is better than what I thought they would be. They're going bowling. Um, they look like a decent team. Uh, their defense is pretty good. Their offense is coming along, but it's still not great. Um, but their defense is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, let's get to the stock up, stock down. Uh, who you got this week for stock up, Corey? Uh, for my stack up, I'm going to take the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. Okay. <laughs> Things can only go up from here. <laughs> so uh, they're actually stepping up and making uh, what I consider to be the 
right decision. So, yeah, stack up on Iowa. Get Ferentz out. At least uh, younger Ferentz out. Could be could be older Ferentz, too, if he just yeah, like to play with his son. Um, the statement did... <laughs> the statement from the 80s said, like, with consultation with Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be a hard, be a hard talk to have with them. Uh, yeah. Really curious how that would have went. Yeah. We'll never know I, yeah. until, well, <laughs> until Kirk decides to step down, then we'll know how it went. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they didn't play in their your stock up pick. Okay. Well, <laughs> the offense, offense has to go up, right? At some point. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it can't get much worse. It will definitely go up after this season, depending. Well, I mean, depending on unless it, let's just say maybe they'll do a swap. So Kirk will go be the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Matt Canada will come over and be the offensive coordinator for Iowa. How about that? Then it might be able to get worse. Yeah. Probably not, though. Both of those guys, they would be besties if they knew each other. <laughs> Um, my stock up this week is uh, Brandon Sullivan, Northwestern quarterback. I thought he did, had a pretty good game against Maryland, 16 to 23, 265 yards, two touchdowns. He was also the Wildcats' uh, leading rusher with 56 yards on 14 carries. So, not bad. Um, yeah. Stocks definitely going up for Northwestern. They're only two games away from bowl eligibility, something I didn't think was possible. Um, I was gonna take a look at their schedule. They do have Wisconsin. Yeah, Iowa, Wisconsin, Iowa, Wisconsin Purdue, Illinois. Purdue, yeah, I mean, there's some winnable games in there. It was possible to get two of those. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, they could potentially get six wins, which would be very surprising. And I think uh, who's their who's the interim coach right now? That might earn them earn them. Uh, uh, yeah. Keep it, David Braun. Yeah, interim coach. Yeah, Brown. Yeah. Uh, that would probably earn him a full-time gig uh, if uh, if they get to a bowl game. Yeah, that, I still don't – I mean, it, it would deserve him one. I, I still don't know if they would keep him on. I'm, I was really surprised that he got the job in the first place. So I don't think he's had any head coaching experience at any of his stops. He, he, he doesn't. Um I think he's mostly been a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, it was FCS. Yeah, he was, and yeah, it was all FCS um, until mm -hmm. his move to Northwestern. Yeah, so um, I was really surprised that's who they went with. And I, I mean, he's working out all right, but I'd be surprised if they stuck with him. Yeah, but he might just he might have earned a job. Um, I don't know. Be interesting. I don't know. Northwestern's not, you know, they're not like gonna bring in a huge name, yeah. but I, I with the realignment happening um, in 2024, uh, they might try to go elsewhere. That's true. Um, yeah. Kind of suck for the guy though, because he. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, he he deserve it if he can take this team to a bowl game. Yeah, if it's a bowl game, they probably. He might win Big Ten Coach of the Year <laughs> <laughs> if Northwestern makes a bowl. Um, 
But yeah, so who's your stock down pick this week? Uh, I'm going to go with Hudson Card. We oh, you took mine. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, that's what, like, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, you know, transferring in from, was it Texas? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, yeah, even if you're not the starting quarterback at Texas, you're still usually pretty good, but uh, he just has not proven to be. He just... I thought maybe he'd take a little time to get used to it, but he just seems to be trending in the wrong direction. Yeah. 100 yards passing and two interceptions is just not good. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't put it together yet there. Um what's his eligibility to? What is he? He's a junior. Yeah, you think that they would bring in somebody else to push him next season uh, from maybe from the transfer portal. Yeah. I'll have to go back to that, I would guess. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you go somewhere else and maybe else a little lower league than the Big Ten or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right. Well, since you took card, I'll just take the Terps. Uh, yeah, really... that works too. Yeah, they've been struggling. Uh, that's three losses in a row. Uh Okay, so they lost to Ohio State, uh, you know, in the game that they were played pretty good in, you know, for about a half or so. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Ohio State took over and beat them down by 20. You know, respectable showing for for two quarters or so. Not too bad. But to lose to Illinois at home uh, and then go on the road and lose to Northwestern, um, Something's going on uh, in Maryland. It seems to me, I mean, just looking at their schedule, they they beat up on some really not-so-good teams to get to five five wins to start the season. Towson, Charlotte, UVA, all at home. Then they went on the road against Michigan State, not a good team, and then Indiana beat up on them at home. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're still looking for a bowl, you know, just to get bowl eligible. Um, so I know I've crapped on you for picking Michigan State as your dark horse. Well, yeah, now you can crap on me for Maryland's dark horse because they're just they're completely out of it now. Um, yeah, they they have, have a, the same excuse that Michigan State is. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so they they're they're in poor shape. They got Penn State this week at home. Uh, so we'll see uh, see what happens there, but. Not looking good for him right now. Um, so, yeah, let's get to the previewing uh, week 10. We're already at week 10, the end of October here, going into November, uh, the stretch run of the college football season. Uh, so we'll start with Penn State at Maryland. Um, it's a gold out. <laughs> whatever that means like yeah. <laughs> gold gold isn't even really a maryland color like i mean it, no, it's it like is, a trim but, it's a trim yeah. basically so I'm, a red I'm, out or something would be yeah better. that would make sense but <laughs> uh let's see what what's the line here in this game um maryland or no penn state is 10 and a half point favorite um we know that Drew Allard has played worse on the road. 
than he has at home. Um, Tagovailoa has, you know, been pretty good despite the losing streak. He's still putting up pretty big numbers. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah, a little bit concerning. You had alluded to with Indiana. Um, you know how much they've been. They were able to throw in Penn State. Um, so yeah, the secondary for the Nittany Lions has been pretty good all season, and now now they had a game like that. I still think Penn State goes in and wins, uh, but it could be closer than than originally thought. Um, I'm going to go 27-17 Penn State. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with a similar scoreline to the Indiana game. I think Maryland will probably get a few passing touchdowns, but not enough to win it. So I'll go... Uh, 35-24. Okay. Oh, and my bold prediction is I'm, I'm tired of predicting a running back to going over 100 yards. So I'll just say that um, Keandre Lambert-Smith will get 100 and, 130 yards and, and, a, and a two touchdowns. Um, All right. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> he's the only receiver that's been doing anything. Yeah, he's really the only, the only one that's possible so, for and Maryland's defense isn't has been letting them down, so I think they could, he could get some yards against them. Um, we'll go over to the Wisconsin at Indiana game. The Badgers are nine and a half point favorites. Uh, what do you think, Corey? Yeah, man, these are always so tough because uh, it's going to get some very inconsistent play out of a young quarterback, so it's hard to tell on the road in Bloomington. Not that it's necessarily a tough place to play, but it's always tough for a young kid going on the road like that. And if Braylon Allen isn't healthy, things could get pretty tough. Um, I don't know. This one's so hard because I don't know Braylon Allen's status. Mm-hmm. But I'll say... Uh, we're gonna have to win Iowa style if we're gonna win this game. <laughs> Iowa style. I'll say Wisconsin pulls it out, seventeen fourteen. You. You think? You think their uh, defense can hold them after they put up twenty four against Penn State? Yeah, I mean the we the way we played against Ohio State's receivers. I feel like if we play like that, we should be okay. Yeah. They'll let up the big plays, and then we'll be all right. I was looking at their game history here. Indiana actually won their last game matchup, uh, but that was in the COVID year in 2020 uh, when Indiana, you know, their one anomaly yeah. year in yeah. Madison. They won 14-6. But before that, uh, Wisconsin had a 10-game winning streak. So. Uh, you'd have to go back to 2002 to find the last time Indiana won in this series. Yeah, they don't play often. No. Um, but, yeah. I I will go. Wisconsin will cover. But, yeah, it's not going to be the prettiest of games. Um, Braylon Allen, yeah, if he doesn't play, that's going to – it will be trouble. I'll go Wisconsin 23, Indiana uh, 16. 
Uh, what else? We got a full Big Ten slate this week. Um, so everybody's in action. I, I guess all the bye, all the bye weeks are over with going into November, so that's good. Um, Ohio State at Rutgers. The Buckeyes are 18.5-point favorites. Um, yeah, should be all right there. Yeah, I, but you know what? With the way I'm just not impressed with Kyle McCord. So I, I think Rutgers could get a couple, could, could even get like a pick six or something like that, keep him in the game for a little while. Um, yeah, he's just he hasn't impressed me. <laughs> he's not the he's not a t- he's not a prototypical Ohio State quarterback that's slinging it all over the field. He has Marvin Harrison Jr. He's going to target him. Yeah, he, sometimes he almost only looks at him. Yeah, it's ex- exclusively looking at him. Um, yeah, I mean, the Buckeyes are going to win, uh, but I think it could be closer for a while, at least maybe the ha- first half. Um, I'll go Ohio State 34, Rutgers 14. Yeah, I'm going to go 31-10, three-touchdown victory. Could be um, – yeah, it could be close in that first half. I really think so. I think Rutgers' defense could – and being at home, I, I give them yeah. – I know, I know Piscataway, it's not like huge home field advantage, but they – it's probably better than Northwestern. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State has had some slow starts to a few games this year. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see that here. Um, but yeah, eventually the Buckeyes will take over. Yeah. Uh what else do we have on the list here? Purdue at Michigan. Yeah, this game ain't gonna be close. <laughs> no. Hudson Card will continue to probably suck. Yeah. Uh, nobody will stand out for Michigan. They'll just be like a machine and just keep on trucking. Um, oh, and, and Michigan is 32 and a half point favorites in this one. The over under is 49. I'm going to go with Michigan scores 49 on them on their own. It ends up. Being, <laughs> yeah, it's 49, uh, 49, seven final score. Right. I'm working a different angle here. You ready for okay. this one? Yeah, sure. I'm going to assume but Purdue probably changed their signals. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yes. I'm going to go Michigan 34, Purdue 7. Okay. A little bit less. They're not going to cover. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's their first game after everything has happened, but it's at home. Yeah, I think there'll be a little distraction there. And, uh, I assume Purdue changed their signals, so there should uh shouldn't be any advantage on that end. Yeah, unless uh, are that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like Hudson Card keeps on trying to do the old stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Purdue's a lost cause at this point. They're two and six. They're not going to win four in a row to get to a bowl game. Um. So yeah, they're they're bad. Yeah, it's crazy how much they dropped off, but seems to be the case. Like the Northwestern won the Big Ten title, or won the Big Ten West, excuse me, and and then dropped off. Um, seems to be the case when you win the Big Ten West, you just have a bad year following up. 
Maybe you don't want you you probably don't want Wisconsin winning the West then. Uh, isn't this the last year for the West? So, yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll take true. it one last time. <laughs> You've won the most West titles, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, Nebraska at Michigan State. Uh, Cornhuskers are three-point favorites. Really? Oof. I I give them a little bit more credit than that. Yeah, they're gonna win by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, what are you? It's easy what, money here. Yeah, what what's your score prediction? I'll let you go uh, first. I'm gonna go Nebraska twenty seven, Michigan State ten. Yeah, I think the I think Sparty's quit on this season. Yeah, um, I'll go a little bit lower because I'm not as impressed with Nebraska's offense, but their defense is good. I'll go Nebraska twenty one. Michigan State uh, six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just is that a missed extra point or uh, two field goals? Two field goals. Right. Just don't believe in their offense. I <laughs> I like Nebraska's defense. I think they're they're coming around. Um, yeah, Sparty's Sparty's giving up. Yeah, I don't get the line on that at all. No, it's it's way too low. Um, Illinois at Minnesota. Uh, the line here is Minnesota by two. <laughs> Man. Even that Vegas, seems too low. Yeah, Vegas doesn't believe in the Gophers either. Uh, Illinois, not that good. Coming off a of bye week, though, maybe they've adjusted a little bit. But I think I said before I'm not going to get burned by Burt anymore by picking yeah. them. I just don't think that they have the team to win many games. Yeah, it's in oh, Minnesota. hasn't looked very good. Yeah, he's thrown t- 10 touchdown passes and nine interceptions on the year. Uh, and Minnesota now has found this new running back. Um, was Taylor injured? Is that why he didn't play? I think so. Okay. Yeah, he's still their leading rusher. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go Gophers in this one uh, by more than two points. I say they win twenty-seven seventeen. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna take Minnesota. Score. I'm gonna go with Minnesota twenty, Illinois seventeen. Okay, close. Yeah, I just don't think uh, Minnesota's that great either. No, <laughs> they're not, but Illinois is just not. Neither neither team is good, but Minnesota might be slightly better. And they are in the, the Big Ten West race down the stretch. Yeah. Um, and finally, Iowa against Northwestern at Wrigley Field. The historic over-under at 29.5 points, <laughs> which might be too high. Um. Iowa is a five-point favorite. Um, now, yeah, with this Brian Ferentz news, it's all now. It seems to be a wild card. How are they going to come out? Yeah, come out fired up for them, or are they just going to keep on playing Iowa typical Iowa football? <clears throat> oh man, it's on Peacock too. Man, I don't like games because of that to switch over to the app. It's also on at the same time at the Penn State game. So, yeah, I'm probably not going to get to see a lot of this one. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go Iowa sixteen, Northwestern seven. Oh, <laughs> still taking the under. Is that a Cooper the John interception return or a punt return? Yeah, punt return. Yeah, either one, and then uh, three field goals. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so you're sticking with the Brian Ferentz offense will still be bad. Yeah, um, I assume he break out. He's probably done even less prep now than he would have before. Sure. <laughs> Man, the tickets for this game are on uh, here are eighty one dollars. You can get as it could be a part of history. <laughs> Is Wrigley where they have to redo like configure the end zones where they couldn't do like probably? Yeah, you could. The like, field's what, weird shape. Yeah, so the way that yeah the weird shape is they couldn't fit it in. I think. I think when Northwestern and Illinois played there several years back, they could only they had to keep on switching and only going towards one end zone because that oh, was yeah. like... <laughs> I do remember that. So that might be how it is here too. Like they can only they have to keep on doing that. It's strange. Um I'll go uh yeah, Iowa wins, but it will be close. Uh a thirteen ten uh final score. So yeah, definitely under. Yeah, Hit keep the under. All the day. under. Any Iowa athletes listening, pound the under. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa State, whoever wants yeah. to bet on this. <laughs> um, let's go around the rest of a few more games around the rest of college football. Missouri at Georgia. Missouri, I haven't got to watch any of, but uh, they're surprisingly a decent team this year. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. At 7-1, and one, uh, they are – Ranked 14 as of now, but the playoff rankings come out on Tuesday night. Um, they might be, they might even be a little bit higher because you know how the SEC gives all the favoritism. Yeah, um, <laughs> they have not played too many good teams. Though. No, and and they're going into Georgia, so probably the Bulldogs will keep on winning. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Um. Georgia is a 16-point favorite. Yeah, I, I, I'd say they win pretty big here. Yeah, I was looking at Missouri's schedule. South Dakota, they did beat Kansas State. Yeah, so they, beat they lost to the LSU. Yeah, they beat Kentucky. They lost to the LSU by 10 in the wild 49-39 game. Yeah, I'll go Georgia. Georgia 42-27. Yeah. Uh, Georgia 38. Missouri 24. Um, let's head on to the Big 12. Um, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's still there. This is his last. Uh, this could be the last Bedlam game. Uh, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Um, another team that I was surprised to see uh, is decent. Uh, they're they're starting to catch fire. Uh, Oklahoma State is, and Oklahoma's coming off the uh, loss to Kansas. Yeah, Oklahoma State has won four in a row. They beat Kansas. Yeah. 
man. I don't know. I still gotta go with Oklahoma. I think in this one. The rebound. It's like a yeah, it's like a big brother, little brother type thing. Michigan, Michigan State style, where it's like they're just a better team. They're probably gonna win. Typically, yes, but I could I could see Oklahoma State putting up a fight. Yeah, I mean the Oklahoma's loss that one to Kansas, I feel like even when they had really good teams, they still would lose some boneheaded games. So I don't put too much stock into that. But they haven't exactly been blowing people out either. You are right about the uh, all-time series in, in Bedlam here. It is definitely a, a big brother, little brother. Oklahoma has 91, leads the series 91, 19, and seven ties back when there were ties. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely one-sided. Go Oklahoma, 42, Oklahoma State, 34. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys did win the last time this game was played in Stillwater in 2021. So, um, but yeah, it's been dominated by Oklahoma. I, yeah, I'll, Sooners are going to get back on track. They're not going to fall out of the playoff race just that easily. Um, yeah, Big 12, you're probably right. This is going to be a big scoring game. What did I say the line was? Six. Uh, I got six here. Six. It's over under 62. Yikes. Uh, yeah, that's that's a lot. Uh, we'll go Oklahoma 45, Oklahoma State 38. A touchdown win there. Yeah, yeah. I see a high scoring, not a ton of good defense being played there. Yeah. Um. Actually, let's jump over to the Pac-12 then. Um, Washington at USC. Um. Somehow, the, I mean, Trojans are not in, in the playoff race anymore, but. They barely beat Cal this weekend by a by a point in a fifty to forty nine crazy game. <clears throat> now they got to take on Washington, who has been struggling against. Um, they barely beat Arizona. It was Arizona State. I said Arizona earlier, but it was Arizona State. They beat fifteen seven. Then this week, they went on the road at Stanford and won forty two thirty three. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Huskies in this one. Um, Penix has still been playing pretty well. Uh, Huskies are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. I said the over-under for Oklahoma. Oklahoma State was big. This is 76 as the over-under. <laughs> uh, that's pretty high. Yeah. I'll go... Washington 38, USC 35. Yeah, I'm going to go USC 41, Washington 38, winning field goal at the end. I'm going with USC at home. Oh, okay. All right. So that would be, that would be a, 
kind of an upset there. It would lock. Yeah, I feel like Penix is uh, re reaching like a little uh, dry streak here. It's not too hot. It's going to continue. It's possible. Um, and then finally, change something up for us. <laughs> yeah. Finally, we have uh, LSU at Alabama. Um, yeah, so jumping back over in the SEC. Let's see here. The Crimson Tide are three-point favorites. Uh, the over-under is 60. At home, that's just crazy. Yeah, but their offense hasn't been great. No, but they're going to win this game. After what happened in Baton Rouge last year, when they won by Tigers won by a point, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Alabama wins too. Yeah, I'm gonna go Alabama twenty-four, LSU seventeen. Yeah, I just crapped on Alabama's offense, so I better go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't go too high. Unless <laughs> there could be a lot of defensive touchdowns. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I'll go 23. Yeah, Alabama 23, LSU uh, 16. Yeah. So, yeah low, I low just feel like one of those low-scoring SEC games. Yeah. Alabama always comes out on top. Yeah. The Big Ten and the SEC, they play defense. In the Pac-12 and Big 12, it's all offense. But then, <laughs> you know, we're going to get this combination of, you know, the power conferences coming in, and then you're going to have a mix of all these teams. The ACC earlier today, like, released their new schedules starting with next year, and it's so weird to have seeing Cal and Stanford and yeah, it SMU. Is <laughs> it is unfortunate we're not going to get to see a Brian Ferentz run offense against, like, USC. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can actually score points against that yeah. defense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is unfortunate. It's too bad. Oh well, but it was—it had to be done. It just had to be done. Yeah, Brian Ferentz offense against the Lincoln Riley defense—that'll just be the, one of the greatest <laughs> games ever played. We—I think we had brought that up earlier when they released the new schedules again, and we were looking forward to that because I yeah. think Iowa plays USC in the. Oh uh, no, it was twenty twenty-five. All right. Okay, yeah, he, there's no yeah. way he would have made it that long. Yeah, pipe dreams. I think Brian Ferentz could hang on till then. <laughs> All right, well, that's our show for tonight. Um, we'll be back next week to talk uh, start in November games. Um, maybe there'll be some interesting more news uh, out of Michigan this week. I know that Harbaugh was very tight-lipped at his conf press conference today, even though he was asked multiple times, but he, he can't say anything. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see if any more weird, strange things come out of that whole story, but it seems like every day something else breaks. I'd imagine now that one person's come forward um, with with that he was paid, I bet you some other people are going to come forward too with their stories. Yeah. But yeah. So uh yeah, thanks uh for joining me tonight, Corey, and I'll uh, talk to you again next week. Yeah, see ya.